The Last Word with Matt Cooper. It's our weekly money spot with Charlie Weston, the personal finance editor of the Irish Independent. And Charlie, I'm trying to remember, when was the last time you came in and told us that we had to increase our home insurance costs to take into account the more expensive part of the rebuild because you're back here again telling us to do it again. Yeah, it's, a, it's an ongoing problem, Matt. Yeah, and, you know, it's basically the problem here is if you need to get repairs done or if, you know, God forbid, the house burns down and you need to rebuild it, the cost of doing that has gone skywards. It's rocketed. In the last year alone, it's 12% more expensive or about €35,000 more expensive to have a property replaced. And that's on top of the previous year when there was a 21% increase. So put those two together. In the last two years, the cost of replacing a property is 33% dearer. So this was put well to me by a claims assessor, Edmund Walsh. He said, look at if you assume you know that you had correctly valued what it was going to cost to rebuild a house in 2021, but if you have done nothing in the meantime, the cost of of of, of uh, reinsurance is about thirty three percent. So, in other words, for every ten euros that you claim, if you haven't if you haven't increased the amount on your insurance of rebuilding, it's going to co- you're only going to get six sixty six back for every ten euro you claim. You'll only get six sixty six from the insurer because you're underinsured. Basically, you haven't got enough insurance in place to cover the full cost of rebuilding or replacing your property. Okay, but how difficult is it to assess what the cost would be likely to be? Because, okay, you might know on your housing estate or whatever what a similar house is trading for, what it'll pay if somebody would pay to buy it at the moment because there'd be available records in relation to that. But that's a different price Mm. to what it might actually cost you to rebuild a house in the event of it being destroyed or to do a partial rebuild if you have a a serious issue. How the hell are you supposed to know what that price would be? You're absolutely right, Matt. These are two completely separate things. What the house sells for or what it's valued at is completely different to replacing it or rebuilding it and people often get confused with those things so look there is one good way of doing it a a very useful service is done by the Society of Chartered Surveyors of Ireland so in other words the surveyors they put out every year a calculator on their website the house rebuild calculator so you you can put into that you know the the type of house you have four bed whatever semi-detached whatever it is and in the area, they, they cover a number of areas and they'll give you a typical rebuild cost for your area. So look, at you, you dig out your insurance, particularly if you're renewing your insurance, look at the rebuild amount you have on the insurance and check it off against this house rebuild calculator and make sure you have sufficient insurance in place. Because a recent survey done, it was a year or two ago by the Central Bank, found that one in six are underinsured, one in six. So look at if the house burns down, if you're underinsured, you're you're going to have to put your hand in your pocket, find the money somewhere to to cover all the costs because you won't be fully covered. I suppose there's lots of other things that the home insurance covers, isn't it? I mean, if you have the unlikely, hopefully unfortunate event of having a break-in and you have goods and things taken and you actually yeah. cause for that. But it can also be things, and I've had experience of this myself in recent years, things like leaks in the house yeah. and suddenly you find maybe a ceiling comes in or something like that. These are very expensive things to actually deal with as well. But will they all be dealt with in your home insurance? They will. And again, Matt, you, make, you know, make sure that there's sufficient insurance in place for those because even if only it's a repair and you know, you're not talking about a full rebuild... If you haven't got sufficient insurance in place, they will only give you a proportion. 
of, of, of what uh, you have insurance in place for. Yeah, you're right. You know, your home insurance covers the contents. It also covers, uh, you know, accidental damage or fires or whatever. And it also covers if somebody's on your premises, supposing you have a window cleaner and they fall and damage themselves and make a claim against you, your insurance will cover you for that. So, look, at, but it just, it's just a key one at the moment. With, with uh, construction costs being so expensive, the, the cost of labour, the cost of concrete, insulation, windows, they've all gone really, really be, become incredibly expensive. You just you need to make sure that the sum insured on your house is sufficient to cover you if you have to make a claim. There's a listener here who says, my home insurance went up 47% from last year. We have never claimed. Is the fact that you've never claimed irrelevant to the actual calculation? No, it just annoys people. And, and you know, and look at insurance. The biggest try on going, if you don't check out the market and look for a better quote, they will just keep heap, heaping on higher premiums onto you every year. Get onto a good broker or do a bit of work yourself and get a better quote. Uh, I'm, I'm blue in the face. I get, I get 10 people onto me a day complaining about the renewal quotation. It is the biggest try on around. So don't accept that the renewal uh, quote because it's, it's more than likely they're trying to just see if, it, you know, it's a percentage game. They know a percentage of people will just take it up and, and, and pay it. It's an interesting couple of points coming in about the calculator. One listener says you should note that the calculator only covers the basic build, no high-end extras and no site clearance. Site clearance, no, site clearance is a big one because, you know, this means that, you know, if you're having a house rebuilt, it's kind of a niche thing and you want, not every builder is going to do it. You know, the other thing is gar- garages or if you've had a kind of showmer or an extra room in the garden, I mean, th- th- that can be quite expensive. You, you could be talking about €21,000 for a garage. So, yeah, it, look, it's very much mat- very much an indicator. If you have some kind of a special house and you're on two acres of land and it's a larger house th- 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 than you think, it might be worth getting a claims assessor just to look at it uh, to make sure you have sufficient uh, cover in place, insurance cover in place. OK, other things I want to ask you about. Auto enrolment. Uh, you're suggesting that the introduction of the scheme to pensions auto enrolment may not now happen in 2024. Why not? Yeah, this thing has been bedeviled by delays, Matt. It's been talked about for 15, well, it's been planned or under consideration for 15 years, and it was due to happen in the second half of next year. Now, the, the, uh, Jerry Moriarty, he's, he's head of the Irish Association of Pension Funds, he's spotted in the budget no allocation was put in place for uh, the government paying into a pension scheme. This is a scheme that will cover 800,000 people who, who don't have a, a supplementary pension or a works pension. It's to kind of top up the, the state pension. Uh, and it's long been advocated. It's in a, every, modern democ- every modern Western economy has it. Uh, it's to cover people. The state would make a contribution. Your employer would make a contribution. You would make a contribution. Uh, but look, at it just looks like there's going to be a further delay. It's just extraordinary how long this is taking to put in place, you know. Uh, there was supposed to be, you know, there should have an administration system set up for 800,000 people. That's not in place. The setup costs are probably enormous. There's probably a question mark around who's going to regulate it. Now, look, at the Department of Social Protection are insisting, look, they're on, on course to try and launch this by next the end of next year, but I just don't see it happening. You know, it, this, this thing is just being pushed out, pushed out. Obviously, it's not a good time to be launching a pension scheme, asking people to pay into a pension when the cost of living crisis is all over us. But it's something that we really need to have for these people. One final thing. For all the people who are short of money at the moment, there's an enormous amount of people have enormous amounts of savings on hand. Uh, but what's this about various funds that people invest in linked to the Dublin stock market being shut down? Yeah, the old Dublin stock market is taking a right battering at the moment. It's lost a lot of its big companies. Diageo, the maker of Guinness, the big drinks firm. 
Um, CRH, the building materials joint, is moving its, its stock market listing from Dublin to New York. Smurfit Cafe, the packaging company, they're talking about quitting the Irish stock market. And Paddy Power owner Flutter are moving as well. So look, with the loss of those big companies, there's these funds which track the Irish stock market index, if you like. Uh, you know, Zurich had one. Uh, Irish Life have about 52 of them. They're closing them down. These 52 funds that are linked to the Dublin stock market are being closed down because, because of the exits from the Irish stock market. It's not relevant anymore. It's become a tiddler. You'd wonder what the future is for the Irish stock market. So what happens? Do people have their money refunded to them out of these funds and told they should invest it elsewhere? No, what Irish Life are saying is they'll move people automatically onto a different fund, one with a bigger geographical spread, similar risk profile. Uh, you won't have to do anything. But look, at if you're one of these people affected by this, uh, get onto them and, and make your own choice of funds. But I think it says a lot about the Irish stock market. We can't keep a stock market going in this country. Okay, that's something that we've discussed with Ian Guider as well previously. Thank you very much, Charlie Weston, Personal Finance Editor of the Irish Independent. Back with the 5 for 5 after this. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.